0: So, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, somebody was talking to me about how difficult it must be to be a pastor during certain seasons, and that's absolutely true, but there are a lot of perks to the job, too, and one of the perks is that through the years, I've come across people that just feel like it's a part of their calling to pour into the lives of pastors, and so a few weeks ago, one of those persons called me up and said, do you think you could get away? Uh, one Wednesday uh, for us to just go on a day apart, a a sort of a retreat. And I said, sure. So last Wednesday at 7 o'clock in the morning, I was instructed to meet at a particular parking lot here in Murfreesboro. And when I got there, I realized that there were several other clergy colleagues that had also been invited to be a part of this day apart. While we were sitting there talking, a black limo pulls into the parking lot, one of the vans that's large enough for a large group of people. A driver gets out, opens up the door, and escorts us into this nice limousine, fully stocked with all sorts of food and beverages. And we take off for a day game of the Atlanta Braves in Atlanta, Georgia. Got to see them play the Minnesota Twins, sweep them three to nothing, final score. Afterwards, we walked right outside the stadium, got back into this black limo van again, and was escorted all the way back home, and got home about seven o'clock. Now, I love the Braves, so I absolutely love the game. I loved those group of folks that I was with, so I absolutely enjoyed that. I, I Can't remember the last time that I have laughed as long or as hard as we did in that van on the way down there and back. And yet the thing I think that I will remember the most about the trip is that the conversation took this sudden and unexpected serious turn while we were driving down to Atlanta. One of the clergy that was in the limo said, Hey guys, this is where, this exact mile marker is where uh, I said yes to the call of God upon my life to be a United Methodist pastor. And so, of course, we wanted to know more about that conversation. He said that he'd been wrestling with the call for some time. and hadn't really told anybody about it. And uh, the call wasn't as clear or as specific or as direct as he would like. And so that morning, he had gotten up, and in his prayer time, he said, Lord, if you want me to say yes to what I think is the call upon my life, then it's going to have to be much clearer to me than it is now, much more specific than it appears to me now. And so that was his prayer. Later that day, he and his wife were traveling down Interstate 24, uh, going towards Atlanta, when all of a sudden, out of the blue, unannounced, unrehearsed, and unexpected, his wife looked over at him and said, I believe God is calling you into the ordained ministry, and I believe that God is calling me to point you in that direction. I'm like, wow, my call story wasn't nearly that cool, you know? That's my first thought. But then it got even better. You think that's pretty impressive. He told the story a lot better than I did, I assure you. Another person in the car, uh, the layperson that has felt as a part of his calling throughout his adult life to pour into the hearts of pastors said, you won't believe this, but I had a similar experience at this same mile marker on the interstate. And so he begins to tell this story about how he'd been wrestling with whether or not God wanted him to go into ministry. He'd already chosen another path. And he said, I, I just, I, I really wondered whether or not the direction that I was headed in was the right direction. I, I really wondered if what I had decided to do with my life is exactly what God wanted me to do with my life. And I'm traveling down I-24 at the 100-mile marker exit, and all of a sudden I felt this sense of peace in my spirit that said, you are doing what you're supposed to do. You are leading the life that you're supposed to live. You are going in the direction that you are supposed to go in. So take comfort in that. And I thought, what are the odds that two people in in a limo had an experience with the holy in the same mile marker on I-24. I usually feel rather unholy when I'm on 24. And then we began to talk about how lay and clergy alike, and there were both groups in this band, uh, that, that how we'd all, uh, where we were in our lives of faith because somebody in our lives pointed us to Jesus. That was one of the many lessons that we tried to teach our kids last week from our church and our community at Vacation Bible School. You read the story this morning. John the Baptist hanging out with two of his buddies, two of his own disciples, sees Jesus, points his two friends to Jesus, and they end up following Jesus. If John the Baptist hadn't pointed those two to Jesus, they would have never followed him. Then one of those two, Andrew, decides that he wants to go tell his brother. He introduces his brother to Jesus, and because he points his brother to Jesus, then Simon Peter becomes a follower of Jesus. There's another guy named Philip. He has an encounter with Christ. Guess what? He decides that he wants to point somebody to Jesus, so he goes and gets Nathaniel and introduces Nathaniel to Jesus, and because he pointed him to Jesus, he too became a follower of Jesus and so we're all sitting in this limo and you're all sitting in this congregation today and you are here because somebody was a hero in the faith somebody wanted you to point you to Jesus so that you could experience the great love of God that's been made known in Jesus Christ and, and having experienced that love, that you were invited to go and share that love with other people. And, and that's what we learned at Vacation Bible School. And, and so my hope and my prayer is that we can uh, listen to what our kids learn and that we can remember how important it is to point others to Jesus. And here's my invitation for you today. When you come down for communion in a little while, I want you to think about the person or persons who pointed you to Christ? Who who are the people that are responsible for you being in church today? And would you give God thanks for those heroes of faith, those heroes in your life that cared enough to communicate God's great love to you? And would you, as you rise up from receiving communion today, would you be committed to going and pointing others to Jesus, demonstrating the great, great love of God and the way that you live and serve and help and worship and work together in the name of Christ. Amen.